0: All right, we are back, I suppose we got to talk about the presidential debates. Um, the initial reports seem to be saying that, well, Romney Romney didn't look as bad as he's been doing in the press lately, and uh, I don't know. I guess he didn't quite come across like Gordon Gecko. It was sort of important that he not, I think, if he wants to be elected president, but I don't know. I look at quotes here on the uh, <laughs> splash page of well, Google after the debate noting that Romney was quoted as saying... Um, that he would cut funding for PBS, even though he is a big fan of Big Bird. I don't know. I guess i will have to see in the next week or so what this does to the polls in the swing states, because that is what determines who's going to win in November. The stats, if you go to 270toWin.com, are showing Obama an Obama victory is something like a 95% probability at this point, but that could change radically in the next week or so. So we'll we'll see what happens. In the meantime, let's let's, uh, focus on a local race, which is attracting national attention. This would be in the newly drawn district of the 7th Congressional District in California, where Dan Lundgren is fighting for his political life. Now, as you may know from listening to this program, we've been great supporters of some anti-gerrymandering efforts, uh, uh, spearheaded by Arnold Schwarzenegger and others, to take the redrawing of district lines out of the hands of the legislature, which conveniently carves out uh, niches for themselves uh, across the state and putting it in, in, in the hands of an independent commission. The newly drawn lines of what are now the 7th district in California are not a sure bet for Dan Lundgren. Before, Lundgren had a district that was carved out from the Nevada border, I think with the little uh, little appendages stuck out here and there. It looked kind of like a dragon. I think included Republican areas of woodland, et cetera. I don't know. It was, it was crazy. And um, uh, he had a tremendous advantage over his challenger a couple years ago, physician Ami Bera. Surprisingly, the B endorsed Lundgren two years ago, a position which they have now reversed. To quote from Dan Walters, two decades ago, Dan Lundgren was widely considered to be an ascending political star with White House-level potential. Lundgren has spent nearly two decades in Congress, one stint from Long Beach in the 80s, the current one from the Sacramento suburbs, and as California's Republican Attorney General in the 1990s was a potential vice presidential running mate and or the odds-on favorite to become the state's governor. It didn't happen. Lundgren had his shot at the governorship in 1998, but the state's changing political ambiance and inept campaign left him a landslide loser to Democrat Gray Davis, a lackluster political poser who was recalled by voters just five years later. Now, the Democratic efforts to retake the House of Representatives uh, comes into this. Lundgren is considered highly vulnerable in this 7th district race, and Democrats are hoping to make him one of 25 seats they need to take over to gain control of Congress. Of course, this whole idea of parties controlling Congress uh, I think it makes us a bit nauseated. I think when they originally envisioned how this country would work, they didn't have the idea that it would be run by a couple of gangs. We could probably come up with a bunch of quotes from our founding fathers about how <laughs> if we ever had control by political parties in this country, our experiment in democracy was over. But uh, say what you want about Dan Lundgren. He is a canny political fighter. Dr. Aberra appeared in a debate with him, and, uh, well... Uh, did okay, but, well, I, the consensus was didn't land some punches that he could have. In fact, sounding off <laughs> on the issue of, uh, of, of Dan Lundgren and what you could say about Dan Lundgren was, uh, was the Sacramento News and Review, which last week put him on the cover and then inside talked about 47 facts about Dan Lundgren that you might not be aware of. I think we should quote a few of these. Well, here was a true and false question. In 1983, Congressman Dan Lundgren voted against the Equal Rights Amendment that stated succinctly that legal rights cannot be abridged on the basis of sex. True or false? Well, the answer was true. Let's do a few more of those. True or false? In 1987, Congressman Dan Lundgren vigorously opposed the effort to have the U.S. government make reparations to surviving Japanese Americans relocated to internment camps in World War II. Well, that also was true. See, true or false, Dan Lundgren voted in March 2011 against removing U.S. armed forces from Afghanistan. Well, that's also true. See, true or false, Attorney General Dan Lundgren pursued only 15 polluter prosecutions during his eight years in office, while his predecessor, John Vandekamp, pursued 179 pollution cases in four years. Well, that's, that's also true. I think we should move on to the multiple choice section. Which member of Dan Lundgren's family has not been employed as a high-powered Sacramento or Washington, D.C. lobbyist? A, brother, B, wife, C, son, D, self. And well, while son, self, and wife have all been employed as high-powered uh, lobbyists, Dan's brother hasn't. How about this one? When Dan Lundgren told the LA Times, this thing is a disaster an unprecedented mess. To what was he referring? Well, it turns out it was the overwhelming passage of Proposition 215 in 1996, a measure to legalize medical marijuana in California. And finally, let's let's match some quotes here to Dan Lundgren. The News Review listed some quotes by Anthony Kennedy, Ami Barris, Stephen Colbert, and Lundgren. Uh, these were made as regards the Supreme Court's 2010 ruling in Citizens United, which allows unlimited campaign spending, and acknowledged, quote, corporate personhood, unquote. Congressman Dan Lundgren said, This is a great day, Mr. Speaker. The Supreme Court finally got it right. Oh, and when Congressman Lundgren was asked a question at a Folsom town hall meeting in 2007 about America's use in Iraq of a torture technique prohibited by, the US, by U.S. military law and the Geneva Convention. He said, I cannot say, per se, that waterboarding is torture. Anyway, the news and review in Sacramento Bee are not always in sync, but um, I think in this case they are. The editorial pages of the Bee said, in 2010, this editorial board endorsed Lundgren, largely on the argument that he was the best candidate to deliver for his district particularly for flood control and other infrastructure needs. As for Barra, we stated that his grasp of the vast challenges facing this country and his district weren't as wide as it needs to be. Two years later, the verdict is in. Bera has matured, and Lundgren has failed to meet local expectations. Even worse, Lundgren has voted on a litany of bad bills to block the president's economic stimulus, roll back environmental reforms, repeal health care reform, and limit women's reproductive choices. Although at times, since 2010, he has demonstrated his independence from GOP orthodoxy, he has far too often taken positions that are out of step with his district and the values of this editorial board. The editors then go on to uh, castigate Lundgren for his failure to deliver on any flood control measures, although Sacramento is uh, at terrible risk of flooding. Said the B, work on the Natomas levies remains stalled largely because of rules set by the House leadership, of which Lundgren is a member. Shouldn't voters hold him at least partly responsible? Adding that while Lundgren is more polished than Barra, they note that Ami Barra has obvious expertise in health care, having worked as a UC Davis medical professional and dean of admissions. In the House, they note he could help California implement reform and help Sacramento County with its dearth of medical clinics. Compared with Lundgren, Barra also exudes more compassion for the plight of the middle class. They note we also think Barra would be a better listener than Lundgren. He certainly would be a stronger environmental advocate. He'd take seriously the threat of climate change and vote against bills that allow coal and oil companies to further damage the atmosphere. On abortion, he'd be a strong defender of a woman's right to choose. Yeah, I guess at one point uh, point during the debate... uh, Lundgren said he was you know he wasn't sure about these, these efforts to like control uh, greenhouse emissions because it, it might it might hurt the coal industry. We'll continue to follow this race. Another local issue that uh, strays in the political we want to sound off on is the homeless question. You may have noticed uh, on the headline of the Sacramento Bee on Wednesday yesterday. That uh, the homeless have now been paid a settlement over city raids. Yes apparently city efforts to clean out the hobo jungles and illegal campsites along the American River have, thanks to the efforts of a canny lawyer, resulted in, uh, well, restitution that must be made to the homeless for their illegal camping. Oh, oh and by the way, the lawyer does get uh, does get some compensation for his efforts. Photograph in the B shows a woman with a $400 check taking it down to the nonprofit financial service offered by Loaves and Fishes, where they allow you to put your money away and then, I guess, go back and camp on the river some more. Cost of the city: oh, $796,000. B notes that Mark Marin, who represented the winning plaintiffs, said the city will also be responsible for "quote substantial" unquote legal fees. He's requesting $1.8 million in legal aid. Yeah, well, sure, that sounds reasonable, don't you think? city should pay him $1.8 million to ensure that you can still, while shopping down at at the K Street Mall, have the experience of people lunging at you from the bushes with bloody bandages on, such, such as I experienced last year. And, of course, the fragrant aroma of urine in every doorway is a big help to the downtown economy. And I don't know what it is about some of the business owners down in that area, but doggone it, they just don't like people defecating in their yards. Now, you may have noticed another story in the local papers here about uh, the son of the former mayor, Sacramento County Supervisor, in fact, Phil Cerna, who uh, was helping a cleanup effort down near the American River where the the homeless like to camp out. And doggone it, he got stuck by a hypodermic needle. Of course, this is great publicity for helping a river cleanup, don't you think? Cerner described himself in the article in the, in the B as a as laser-like focused on getting the American River safer and cleaner, and noted that in no way did he want to dissuade volunteers from participating in future cleanups. No, I don't think that homeless guys leaving hypodermic needles strewn about the trail will uh, will in any way discourage people from cleaning up after them. In this case, Mr. Cerner has opted to take anti-HIV drugs as a just-in-case measure, His risk was felt to be very slight, as the needle did not appear to be a a, a fresh one. But uh, the medical facts, as explained to him by hospital officials, were that he will need to undergo six months of periodic testing before they can rule out any kind of infection, most prominently HIV. Why is it the homeless advocates don't seem to mention this? Writing in the News and Review, Nick Miller, under a headline of War on Homelessness, Subheadline: Downtown's poor in the crosshairs again for no good reason. Anyway, I would recommend that you read uh, Nick Miller's uh, piece in the News and Review if you feel that you're in need of a, a big slug of what can only be described as knee-jerk liberalism. But I'm afraid on this one we're going to have to side again with Marcos Breton. We quoted almost in its entirety his piece of a couple weeks back on uh, the enforcement of Regulations on the American River Parkway Against Homelessness. He sounded off again on the topic on, the, on September 26th, in which he notes that there's no question there are impoverished men, women, and children in Sacramento's homeless shelters. But along the American River, the picture is far more complex. Stats compiled by, the Sacra- by Sacramento County officials reveal another side of this story, people illegally camping on the American River who have criminal records. Noted Breton, this is hardly surprising, but the topic is a sacred cow in Sacramento. In a region with a strong homeless lobby, a conventional wisdom has grown that discourages truth-telling. Recently, I ended a column by stating that I feared a heinous crime could be committed on the parkway. Why? When you combine fewer law enforcement officers because of government budget cuts, remote terrain, and a growing sense of lawlessness, bad things can happen. Pretone notes that on September 12th, Sacramento County Park Rangers and the police did a warrant sweep of illegal campers on the parkway. While he said he was still getting the numbers together, one of the men picked up that day is on California's Megan's Law Registry of Convicted Sex Offenders. Another had pleaded no contest to having unlawful sex with a minor. Another man warned about illegal camping in the parkway last week shows up on Megan's list as a convicted rapist. To state this facts, he said, is not to demonize people, as some homeless advocates say, when confronted with this information, but it is simply the truth. He closed by noting, People who live near the American River Parkway know some parts of the area are out of control. It is past time for the public to realize it and for Sacramento city and county authorities to develop a long-lasting, methodical approach to policing the parkway. Immediately. Meanwhile, up in Arcata, according to the Los Angeles Times, a Humboldt Superior Court judge struck down as unconstitutional most of an ordinance that had banned non-aggressive panhandling in Arcata within 20 feet of any retail store, intersection, parking lot, or bus stop. The ruling, which came out last week, allows the North Coast town to enforce the ban under only two narrow circumstances, near unenclosed ATMs and on public transit vehicles. Noted the Times... The college town long has been a magnet for vagrants who congregate in its New England-style central plaza. Passed by the city council two years ago, the sweeping ordinance banned aggressive panhandling, a stance that was not challenged in court. However, Judge Dale Reinholzson sided overwhelmingly with a resident who challenged portions of the law that forbade non-aggressive panhandling, including the holding of a sign, in vast swaths of the town's commercial districts and beyond. What I like about the L.A. Times piece is it acknowledges the fact that uh, Arcata has been a magnet for vagrants who congregate there. Another town we could add to that list would be Sacramento. We'll continue to follow this story. We need a bit of good news right about now, don't you? And while we're not used to reporting a lot of good news coming out of Haiti, we do have an article here that uh, is worth mentioning. Haiti is setting out to ban many plastic bags, a piece from the Miami Herald notes that uh, plastic foam food containers are everywhere in Haiti. They clog canals, they clutter streets, they choke ocean wildlife. And now, the black plastic bags and polystyrene foam cups, plates, and other containers, which are ubiquitous as the vendors who peddle them in the street markets, are on their way out. Haiti's government has announced a ban on importing, manufacturing, and marketing them as of October 1st. Notes that in Haiti, the black plastic bags are the primary mode of transporting items among the poor, who shuttle back and forth to open-air street markets almost daily. They're also a key but dangerous ingredient in curbside cooking, helping food cook faster. The used bags and containers are then dumped haphazardly in the canals, turning them into rivers of debris several feet deep. Environmental groups have been pushing plastic bag bans both internationally and the U.S. for quite some time. The African nation of Rwanda became the first country to ban all plastics in 2008, while Mexico City and more recently Toronto are among the largest international cities that have imposed bans. Well, good for them down in Haiti. I remember some years ago crossing from Turkey into Syria and noticing that the national flag appeared to be <laughs> torn black plastic bags which had blown on defenses and then shredded themselves. Looked like sort of a low rent confetti was all over the nation. And of course we talked about the garbage patches out in the middle of our ocean. Anyway, we do need to get rid of plastics. And today we're not even gonna talk about those 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 clamshell plastic things. They seem to package everything and you have to get like dynamite to extract the item with. Anyway, we need to take a short break, but before I do that I wanna say congratulations to UC Davis which, although we don't put a lot of stock in these these national uh, uh, polls that state, you know, how high universities should be ranked, yada, 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 but UC Davis was named the number eight public university in the United States, which is, by any standard, uh, uh, quite a high mark to achieve, and we we think it deserves what we want to say. Congratulations to all those who make UCD what it is. Of course, we'd like to think that in our own small way, one of the Contributing factors that makes this a great university is its fine radio station. Something we hope you will keep in mind uh, when you make a, a tax-free donation to support the operations of, uh, of this station. Something you can do year-round, by the way. You don't have to wait till next April when we have our annual pledge drive. You can do this now, and, and, and by God, you probably should do this now. And we certainly hope that you, that, uh, you know that you will. On that note, let's take a short break. I'm Douglas Everett. This is Radio Parallax. We've got plenty more in segment three, including a look at a very interesting movie, The Master.